0: Welcome to POV Crypto, the only podcast that both Bitcoiners and Ethereans listen to. I am David Hoffman here with my buddy Christian. Christian, how you doing? What's up, dude? Long time no talk. Long time no talk. Two since two almost two conferences ago
1: is the last time we talked. Yeah, man. Um, I, I know the fans are upset that that we've had this massive hiatus, but shit, your boys are fucking busy. <laughs> yeah. No, we got we got some media to produce. Uh,
0: and, and this time, the most recent conference was the Ethereum conference, not the Bitcoin conference.
1: Yeah, and the the most recent David illness is COVID. And not <laughs> COVID, just
0: not, COVID, not just in the sniffles. Yeah, your boy's got COVID, so I'm in. I'm in quarantine. I'm gonna get a test tomorrow, and if it comes back uh, negative, your boy's flying home to San Diego. But other than that, I'm just locked up in, in the house that I started POV Crypto in in the first place. So here we come, full circle.
1: Yeah. So um, David, how's, Mm -hmm. how's the vid? I haven't had it. So I'm kind of curious.
0: Well, I can only tell you how COVID is with the vaccine. I can't tell you what it's like without the vaccine. And it was really achy as in like, just, I got really stiff. If you are a flexible person uh, you would very much notice your stiffness that you come out with uh, COVID with. So that, that was definitely noticeable. Just like, I, you know, when you like go to the gym really, really hard and then you're the next day, you kind of move around like an old man. Cause you're really sore. Like the set, it was just like just the second day for, was COVID for me. Uh, and then also really achy eyes, um, really sniffly on the first day. Uh, and other than that, not too bad. You lose your taste. Uh, I didn't lose my taste, but tastes got different. So like the classic I and this was I was trying to figure this out if I had covert or not before I actually got tested and it turns out I did. I would like taste some things and like I still can taste this, but it tastes different. And it was to the point of like, is this placebo or is this not placebo? Um, but yeah, uh, so no, it didn't lose my taste, but it was like different.
1: All right. Well, since the last time we talked, a lot shit has happened other than mm-hmm. uh you experienced vid. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what what should we jump into? Uh what, what, what's the first topic? Uh, well, so
0: where did we leave uh, Bitcoin 2021? Uh, Bitcoin was doing modestly nothing in, in terms of price, I would say. It's
1: pretty much been flattened down.
0: It's, yeah, everything's With been the kind, spike of, kind of... Week. Everything's been flattened down except for the it's, it's spike the last like three days or so. Or excuse me, for... Well, so Ethereum is on its 13th green candle in a row. Is that true of the time? I think that's true. Yes, that's true up to the point of recording. 13 great uh, green candles in a row. Uh, and then Bitcoin has like nine out of the last like 13, which are also green. So a very, in my opinion, a very strong rejection of the quote unquote bear market. Um, not necessarily not an necessarily in, invalidation of the crab market, but definitely of in, uh, an invalidation of like some prolonged bear market, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell because, like, fees on Ethereum are cheap. The mempool is pretty much empty. And picking up. I mean, okay, they're picking up now with the NFT craze, but they got cheap. Like, (laughs) you know, pretty much the blockchain, like, that's the real skin in the game. And obviously, Ethereum, like, you know, things are happening on the blockchain a lot more. Whereas, like, you know, Bitcoin trading is happening. People are pulling things off the exchange you know, there's there's only X amount of on-chain, like, usage that's actually happening on a day-to-day comparatively. And, you know, you got to just look at what's happening on-chain, and that's telling you, like, the pulse, right? Totally. And when the excitement is gone, you know, there's just not that much zest on the blockchain. And mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of like the ultimate skin in the game to, you know, enthusiasm.
0: Totally. And in, in the last, like, two weeks or so, we've seen uh, gas prices spike to, as high as something like three thousand Gwei is the highest screenshot that I've ever seen, at least for a single block. Um, but then, like for there was two or there was three times in the last five days where gas prices on Ethereum spiked over one thousand Gwei each, and they were all NFT sales. So like one of them was like Mila Kunis's Stoner Cats uh, drop, and then there was a couple of other NFT sales that it was like things were things were quiet. Like we, we hit the low lows of like ten Gwei per block. In ethereum for a couple days in a row and and that's really when like the whole bear market conversation was
1: at its peak uh but then, Yo, like- people are so fucking weak i'm sorry to, to <laughs> nerf you but god damn if you're listening to this and you and you got scared out of your position like you're fucking weak you're weak <laughs> jesus i'm like the whole time i'm just sitting there like what is wrong with you people right. and david's been consistent too like th- this is a bull market look at 2017 uh, I- look at 2013 like I did get like
0: shook a little bit when uh, because like at some point markets in crypto have momentum and they stopped going up and they started going down. And so like I did get shook a little bit when I saw like things going down and then things going down more like it didn't shake me out of my position. It shook me. It shook me like emotionally. Your your
1: Your conviction of you knowing that this is a bull market.
0: Uh, no. So yes, no, okay. so, yeah, it did shake me out of like, oh, I could see my, I could see this going into like a 12 month long, like boring time. I didn't know what a bear market looked like. I didn't think it would be a painful bear market, but I could definitely, I mean, there was a, definitely a moment where I saw like 12 months of boringness ahead. Uh, and so I got shook that I got shook like that. Right. Um, didn't cause me to sell anything.
1: I would never sell anything. That'd be dumb. Uh but no no it, I'm 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 talking about conviction more than anything like, Oh, I just, yeah. like no, the, fuck the the, that. the no, conviction uh-huh. and the attitude uh-huh. Uh-huh. on Twitter man yeah. it was getting depressing it was getting depressing
0: yeah no if if you're if you're if you got shook out of your conviction and then you like contribute to the public discourse of of bearishness I just have no respect for you just get the yes. fuck out just go weak just go home I'm yeah, sorry uh, you don't uh-huh. deserve crypto
1: you don't right. deserve bitcoin
0: just just either be bullish or go home like one of the two things
1: yeah, it's like you have to be perpetually bullish mm-hmm. and I'm not telling you how to trade. I'm just saying about your mentality. Like your mm. your sentiment for the future. If it's yeah. not perpetual bullishness, it's like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god the the, the funny thing is is like like if some no one no one who's a a newbie like listens to pov crypto pov crypto is not the first podcast that people listen to but like the the, but if it was they would be listening to that line and being like who the fuck are these guys but all the but all the long-term veterans are like oh yeah be bullish or bullish, or go home like get the fuck out it's like common sense (laughs)
1: um but i mean there's a lot to be bullish about, but I would say, you know, despite the price declining, there's just been a lot of turbulence uh, in the market as well. Um, I mean, we, you kind of did bring up NFTs. Do we want to talk about that before we talk about, you know, I'm happy, yeah, I'm happy to talk about NFTs. So like, I mean, why I saw- tell me, tell me, I just want to understand like, why are NFTs and why are, like, these NFTs in particular, like, the ones that, like, this mm-hmm. generation of NFTs on Ethereum, like, why are they, do you think they're going to be culturally timeless? Um, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, because I feel like, like, I'm not even arguing that, like, digital non-fungible things are going to be valuable. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, I don't know. I Maybe I could see Rare Pepe's is, like, the OG but you know why? Like I guess this these are pioneering a lot of stuff. But just give me the pitch.
0: Rare Pepe's as an NFT project? No, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, so the the, the NFTs, well, when, we'll talk about that. Well, the NFTs that I have seen maintain life and expand upon life, as in like they have a kernel of life to them and it's growing and growing and growing, are fall into two categories avatar nfts which are nfts that are scarce that you can purchase and it works to put them as your avatar so like crypto punks fall into these category into this category bored apes bored at yob club falls into this category uh cool cats are a rising rising nft project and these are pr- like things that you can put as your avatar and you uh, as you're on twitter or in the, in the digital world and uh they all have attributes and so like for CryptoPunks, it's like I have a CryptoPunk that has the attribute of like um, a knitted cap and sunglasses and a smile. And those are my CryptoPunk's avatars. And like this kind of same pattern, just like you have like multiple different features, like eyeglasses or hats and smiles and, and skin color, like all the different attributes rotate. And there's some sort of random generation. Those have done well. And only only a very specific version of those. So like only a few projects, like I like I named. And then there's this other project called art blocks, which is generative art, as in the transaction that you make on the blockchain that goes through an algorithm and that algorithm outputs an art, a piece of art. Uh so you make the transaction and the transaction actually becomes the art. And then and then you can trade that. Those are the only two NFT projects that I've made I've seen. Uh, make it through like the quote-unquote nft bear market however the nft bear market uh, for out of the last like five months or so uh if you were not paying attention to the nft world you called it the nft bear market if you were paying attention to the nft world you called it the nft renaissance where like a bunch of shit projects that that came out of the NFT mania, actual mania, just got, just left. And just like people that like funded that market got burned. Uh, They just was too much over capitalization, like too much excitement, too much energy. And there was just a consolidation into actual quality. Uh, And so what people thought, what people, what happened, what that was was the quote unquote NFT bear market, which was really just like a a consolidation to quality that has basically converged into our art blocks, CryptoPunks, um, and then some flow-over projects like uh, Bored Apes, Cool Cats, and, and a few others. Um, basically, core Ethereum uh, NFTs have done really, really well. Like The basics, the OGs. Uh, and like my interpretation of this is that uh, there's the core Ethereum believers, the core people who like have the ETH to spend on NFTs. Um, and a lot of these NFTs are inherently denominated in ETH these core people are seeing uh, the writing on the wall in their opinions, and they're seeing Ethereum go through the motions and go through the steps to become the worldwide global value settlement layer of the internet. And they are going long on that vision by buying some core fundamental Ethereum cultural artifacts, which are the NFTs, the CryptoPunks. That's why why CryptoPunks, in my opinion, led the mania this weekend, um, uh, three hours capital allocated to, to cryptopunks. Uh, some person bought a, a hundred crypto cryptopunks by sweeping the floor. So by spending over, I think, like 20,000 eth by buying all the cheapest cryptopunks. Uh, and so the, and these people, these are not like the Bitcoin maxis. These are not just like the you know institutional investors. These are people who got rich off eth, most likely. Uh, and they want, or or DeFi apps, we saw like Hayden uh, Adams and Robert Leshner buy CryptoPunks. Uh, and CryptoPunks have turned into this thing about like, if you kind of like are an ETH Maxi who have like gotten rich off of ETH, your brand is a CryptoPunk. Like that's what you do. Uh, and so like the CryptoPunks are like the ETH Maxi brand. And so everyone wants to like associate themselves with the, the protocol that they think is going to, be the settlement layer for value over the internet for the next like decade or you know century and so they bought a crypto punk because that is like the cultural artifact that reflects that uh and so and that kind of had spillovers into the rest of the nfts ecosystem and that all happened in like in the last like 10 days or so uh and it really came to a head this last weekend and so while people thought that it was a, an nft bear market it was actually an nft land grab by the people that believed in them the most
1: I mean, that's kind of how markets work, right? But I mean, I would say like creative destruction is something that crypto brings back because there's no central planners or central banks to bail it out. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a beautiful thing. Like it works, right? The shit needs to be flushed out. Like that is Mm -hmm. healthy, but that never happens in the the existing market, Mm -hmm. the existing traditional system. Like they will not let it happen. They can't bear to let it happen. And now if it happens, everyone's wrecked. Everyone mm-hmm. is completely obliterated, right? Uh, and it's like, it, it, it I, I, don't know. I, I just like, you know, I, I don't even know if I fully buy the NFT story. Uh, I do think it's super interesting to hear about Ethereum culture and representing Ethereum culture and like CryptoPunks. It sounds like CryptoPunks is the real winner, and also the it's thing the, that oh, it's you know, the
0: safest winner for sure.
1: And then like the, it also sounds cool, like you know, hashing, uh, you know, you hash your transaction and then you know, the NFT translates that into art. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I, I get it. it. What I do find that's interesting out of what you've said is, like, what is missing there is, like, artists making NFTs for mm. the most part. Like, maybe there's, like, artists that have their own fame or artists that are, like, really, really iconic. But, like, you didn't say freaking uh, Beeble, right? right? Yeah, no. I didn't hear Beeble there. He mm. was, like, the top.
0: But, he's, well, he's not part of the story these days, um, at least in the yeah. last like, month or so.
1: And it's just like, that's that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But I would also say is like, okay, well, that like one thing that is like I like about like Bitcoin is it's money, right? And, uh, and I mean, you could argue that Ethereum is too, but like, I feel like storing your value in money is an awesome thing because it's not fashionable. It's like something that's kind of like universally can be relied on. And like Bebo was literally the top six months ago and now you didn't even mention him once. So like, I just like, I'm curious, like in 18 months, like let's talk about these things actually as a store of value. Maybe CryptoPunks is different. It sounds like it has Mm -hmm. a lot of like OG ETH money in it versus like, you know, fresh froth money, which is what was happening during the first NFT kind of cycle in 2020 and uh, beginning of 2021. But, you know, uh, at the same time, I know a lot of ETH people that have dumped their precious shit coins uh, back in 2017 too. So,
0: well, I mean, CryptoPunks came from 2016, so they're even earlier than the ICO mania. Uh, so they have, they have more of a Lindy there.
1: Um, one that's thing that's awesome. I, uh, I didn't one... I didn't know that about CryptoPunks. I didn't right. know that they're older than CryptoKitties. Yeah, that's uh, that, I mean old, that they're... makes them cooler. If they're like like CryptoPunks came out when Bitcoin mm-hmm. Ethereum came out mm-hmm. same year, that makes them a lot cooler. Yeah, no. So
0: there's actually a a significant overlap between like the story of the CryptoPunks and the story of Bitcoin, right? So started off completely worthless. Uh, You could mint a CryptoPunk for free uh, and just get it kind of like a faucet mechanism. Uh, And then a lot of CryptoPunks got lost to just like lost private keys, like perhaps a third of them out of the 10,000 total. Uh, And... Then the 2017 ICO mania happened and then like CryptoPunks got their first like uh, monetization event. And so they actually got it, started trading for actual ETH. Uh, and then the bear market, the 2018 bear market came and again, they were worthless for two years and only the core believers like would trade them. And they were traded based off of their, their attributes, right? So like core Ethereum believers would trade these things for like a couple hundred dollars. It's like, hey, like I have a hoodie with 3D glasses. I'm looking for like a blue pigtail CryptoPunk with with sunshades. And so they would trade them around each other, just trading off of the attributes. Uh, and then when the NFT mania picked up again and for the first time, that's when like the market value for uh, CryptoPunks happened again, for the second time after just being gears of basically being zero. Uh, and then they picked up and picked up and picked up. And now they're like this data symbol uh, because like the, the cheapest punk right now is like $90,000 or something. Um, and uh, so like they, they kind of have like this immaculate distribution event where like first it was free and no one got any money from it by definition. And then people forgot about them and then years later people returned to them after being forgotten for years and then and then ascribed the market value right after like the the tourists have left and the core believers stayed uh, and so it had this like immaculate conception story that it, to me is, it feels very like synonymous with
1: big ones i mean again it the founding team made I mean,
0: zero dollars founding team made zero dollars
1: yeah i mean again it sounds like it's uh they they, they are cool um, for sure mm-hmm definitely uh priced out of them uh personally so (laughs) not eth whale um but let's uh let's flip it over to talk about the the eth price eth btc Mm. Mm -hmm. um i mean in general things have been going up but kind of on not a ton of excitement i don't know i just feel like we're kind of like in this like wave right now and we're just kind of experiencing the wave but the real up is uh is still not upon us quite yet um are you
0: talking about the eptc or prices in general i guess
1: just prices in general but um yeah what's your what's your take on how things are going i don't even have a chart in front of me
0: um i think that the we're still in the crab market and it's on the cusp of being invalidated uh and if you look at the eth i'm kind of doing this from memory if you look at the eth US dollar chart it looks halfway decent. If you look at the Bitcoin dollar chart, it looks kind of flat, meh. But if you look at the ETH BTC chart, it looks really awesome. And so I'm I'm kind of conflicted by like an overall crypto still stuck in flat, while like the inside of crypto like ETH looks really strong versus Bitcoin. Um at least at least, at least that's my take. We are currently at the, I'm looking at this right now, so this is accurate. We are at 0.0655 ETH BTC ratio. After breaking out of a descending wedge, if we want to get into the trader terminology, um, and like already even at the at the local lows of Ether BTC, which is at 0.055, 0.055 ETH BTC is like really high historically. If you go all, if you go to the all time chart for for ETH BTC, 0.055 is higher than roughly like ninety plus percent of time, written the ETH BTC chart. And it looks really strong right now. Uh, a decent number of traders I've seen like Ledger and, and the the duck man, um, Uh both, both echoed bullish, bullishness about this particular setup, I guess. I've never really been too one too much to ascribe too much value to charting. Um, but uh, it's it, the ether BTC ratio is doing a very good job of not breaking down. And it, Looks like it's on the cusp of breaking up.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh you're if you zoom out and you just look at the entire thing, mm-hmm. you just see this pretty fucking insane cup mm-hmm. cupping pattern that starts mid twenty eighteen, yep, and is kind of like consolidating up here. Yep. I mean, the reality is, is Bitcoin sideways and down, and shit coins pumping slash NFTs in vogue again is like very prime for ETH to make a move up. Totally. Um, so I don't know. Like that's just kind of reality of a bull market is that things move and they move in waves. And I mean, we'll see like if, if Bitcoin decides to change its mind and start surging, then, you know, obviously it has the ability to suck the air out of any room, but
0: there has been, does it look of... like
1: what's going to be happening? <laughs> yeah. oh, I
0: don't know. There's been conversations of the brewing uh, Bitcoin trade. Where like Bitcoin has historically always been like the first one to move. And so, I mean, after things get like latent for at least a while, then like Bitcoin kind of becomes the shelling point as in because everyone kind of looks at Bitcoin to break the trend, right? And so if if you're bullish, you buy Bitcoin because you think Bitcoin's gonna be the thing to break the trend.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, like my strategy is I'm bullish. So I'm just always buying Bitcoin and I'm really not even looking at trading and I'm just DCAing into anything I think is valuable. So, uh, you know, I will sell ETH at some point, depending on the ratio. But up until up until that point, like you have a number for that point, sir. I mean, if you look at this chart. 0.15 or sorry, point yeah, point 0.15 is the top of the of the 2017 pump la, the 2017 summer so, I mean That's the flippening, dude What? The flippening? Fli- f- 0.15 it's,
0: it's like point 0.155 or something
1: I mean, I would fucking sell the shit out of the flippening so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd probably sell it before then What so? I mean, I guess we're talking about ETH price. This Wednesday is a big Ethereum milestone with Mm -hmm. EIP 159 1559. I think it's a massive experiment. So, um, a lot of Ethereans think that's a surefire bet to make the blockchain much better. Just be precise.
0: Just be precise. The flipping is 0.16. Okay. Zero. Just be precise.
1: So, I mean, yeah, 0.155 last, Mm -hmm. uh, last top. Of uh, the last what, bull market, oh, you, I, uh,
0: if you sell ether right there, you are literally selling the fl- the flipping not happening is, is what you're doing.
1: I mean, Ethereum is is not gonna. I mean, it could it could flip Bitcoin for a short period of time, but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be a sustained thing.
0: I I kind of that has always been my gut take for a while is that like the flipping will happen once. And it'll, it'll be like a sell at the top event and then it'll fall back down below it. And then, and then it'll
1: flip it again. And that'll be it. That's how, that's always been my, my belief. I mean, that, that could be, if there is a like, oh, it did it once, then it could. But right. my fundamental belief is that Ethereum doesn't have the properties of Bitcoin. So yeah, well, like
0: Bitcoin, Bitcoin doesn't have the properties of Ethereum,
1: so. Yeah, but Ethereum's properties I don't think look very good in this environment,
0: and uh, I mean we can
1: talk about we can talk about what states are going to do to attack mm-hmm. our networks, and I think we will later in this uh, conversation. But you know Ethereum has always been kind of like this peacetime uh, mm-hmm. blockchain, and I definitely think Bitcoin's a lot more of a wartime blockchain. I don't know what you're looking at moving forward, but I'm seeing a lot of wartime. So uh, I'm seeing a decent amount of wartime,
0: but, but here's my more recent updated take um, is that the Chinese bank, central bank digital currency is a force to be reckoned with. The United States government is doing fucking nothing about this issue, about how awesome the fucking Chinese bank's digital, digital currency actually is. Both in terms of actually producing good for the world and being a really useful tool from the uh, from for the CCP uh, not C-C-C-P. CCP 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 um, Chinese so like, Communist Party Chinese Communist Party it it both does a lot of banking the unbanked and in financial inclusion which are values that everyone in crypto it believes in it won't it already has done that or or at least this the story Where? of
1: the
0: all of China. It has it has put so many like China banks. is
1: like one of the most banked countries as it is. That's what this is what I'm talking about. This this is what it was I'm before about. it was banked before the yes, okay. The so I'm in mean, Chinese I mean, crypto coin. The other they're all yes, on WeChat yes, already. Yes, okay. Everyone and, was KYC'd and yes. and tra- tracked by the Chinese party yes. very competently. Yes. That's the, what you're saying.
0: Uh, yeah, yes, that and also the net positive outcomes of putting a bank account into everyone's phone has been an, an good for the costs that it's had which are which are significant but no the the crypto industry has not banked as many people as uh, WeChat and alibaba or alipay or whatever and like to a, an astonishing degree like not even a little bit we recently did a podcast with this guy um who wrote a book about called cashless and, and t- tells the story of the growth of the chinese bank digital currency and talks about like the how just uh, China gave a banking license to Alipay and WeChat and that, that is how it's like, it's like if we gave like Amazon and Google and Facebook banking licenses and all of a sudden they put a bank account into like everyone's phones, everyone's phones. There's was
1: nothing a- stopping them from doing that. The United States. I mean, there's very little stopping them from doing that. There's Google Pay.
0: Right, except, except for all the, the monopoly protections that we give banks to make sure that they don't do that. There's a ton of differences there. Uh, and, sure. and so, yeah, I would and say so, that
1: banks have a little bit more stake to try to leverage the U.S. government to protect their existing business models. A, a lot more stake,
0: yeah. And so the Chinese bank's digital currency is literally the 2.0 version of this thing that already worked really, really well. Uh, and it's going to work even better. The United States has no idea what's coming for it. it, is totally unprepared. It just had like this seminar called Crypto, What Is It Even Good For? Like not even understanding that the fucking Chinese playbook for their CBDC was literally defined by crypto and all of the innovations that we've made in this industry in 2014 and 2015. They took the crypto playbook, they applied it to the central bank digital currency, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be one of the biggest forces that this whole entire world has to play with, and the United States government regulators are like having these fucking are just circling their fucking jerks, like trying to like come up with something and they don't understand crypto, they don't understand that literally the entire answer to the Chinese bank digital currency is defi and they are trying to regulate it away inside, instead of trying to adopt it and leverage it for their own benefits.
1: That's well, that's my Jan- hot take. That's all. Ja- that's all, Janet Yellen. Um, you're going to have to educate me on the on the CCP digital currency because I'm extremely bearish on central bank digital currencies. I okay. I, so I'm, I'm, I'm I am also. On, on, I'm also bearish on on China in the Chinese uh, virtual currency. I think that there are a bunch of central planners who are just. You know, they can't help but fuck themselves over. Look, I'm right? I'm totally and, and- with
0: you, and I'm totally bearish on those same things for all the same things, the same reasons you are, and I'm bearish on their alignment with humanity. Yet I am also bearish on other humans' alignment with humanity. And the China, Chinese people just adopt these things, no questions asked. And we, you have to you have to remember is like like the whole concerns about privacy and surveillance, those are very like first, like first world United States Western concerns. The rest of the
1: world they're barely does even not Western give concerns. a fuck. They, Americans don't give a fuck.
0: Only they, very the world, the world people doesn't people give a fuck. a fuck. And so, like all of the negative things that Bitcoiners would love to talk about, the Chinese bank digital currency are valid and negligible for the
1: rest of the world. That's not the reason I'm bearish. Why are you bearish? I just don't think they're going to pull it off. Uh, the Chinese have never been able to like demonstrate power they've never been able to be a monetary authority in their history they got fucked because they thought that silver was the way to go guess what they got fucked by harder money and i truly think that this is going to be the case here okay you can have a digital token that's associated with your wechat okay so they're they're going to ride on wechat and alipay's network effects is that the best that they got like that's not that competitive no that's not what they're doing but so i mean educate me please because you know what i'm seeing is like They're practicing airdrops. Okay, they they do have some centralized network effects already. They have their captive population, which they're actively making poor and unhealthy. Um, They're actively going to be getting worse and worse in terms of demographics against the rest of the world. And the rest of the world has Bitcoin and crypto. So, like, when's this this thing going to ship? And where the fuck is Bitcoin going to be when it actually does ship? I'm like, tell me why I shouldn't be bearish. It sounds like you had a conversation with someone who knows Mm -hmm. more than me.
0: Yeah, the conversation of when China ships like that should be pointed at the United States. Like China ships, dude, they are known for shipping. When when when
1: is this thing happening? And where? Twenty twenty. Literally,
0: out? literally twenty. The answer is twenty twenty two. As a, as a conversation with this guy Richard Turret. Twenty twenty two, and then fucking smart contracts in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five, and so like. I don't see any reason to be skeptical by it, that the Chinese central bank digital currency isn't going to roll out exactly as they expect it to. And not only that, it's not even for China, it's for like the global for global trade in the in the Eastern Hemisphere. It's like the all all the Asian countries and decent number of the African countries and a decent number of the of the Middle East countries are would love to use a, a Chinese bank
1: digital currency to, to f- facilitate trade. So why would a current, uh, why would a country that has its own monetary sovereignty use another country's currency?
0: Because of the, of, because of network effects, like the ease of use of the Chinese CBDC and the seamlessness of the of the transaction and the ease of of the, What's the at, US gonna- tapping into the into the network is so incredibly easy that they're just going to absorb. What's the US, US going to look-
1: what's the ux going to look like if you have to kyc cuz i don't think the chinese the fun i don't thing think is the chinese are very kyc you
0: only have so you, how does you, that work you only have to kyc you, you can accept like meager amounts like like the average person can can go and just be a part of the network permissionlessly without having to kyc which is the crazy thing like if you are a larger like if you're a business you do have to kyc but if you're a business you're happy to
1: i mean if you're a business if you're a legal business you're kyc yes in whatever country you're <laughs> at, yeah, for the most part,
0: yeah. But how cool is that? Uh, like, as an so, individual, to, uh, you who, can accept and send money without having to register with the CCP.
1: That's pretty crazy. I I I don't know, and I don't think they're gonna do that. Like, I think, I think that's that what the guy is, said.
0: Who lives in Shanghai,
1: and he's probably spreading this weird propaganda. Okay, well, he wrote a book. It's called Cashless. Richard Turin. you can read it is it is it praise as a concept that does it praise uh what the the chinese uh communist party has done i mean in a, in, a,
0: in a relatively like fair level
1: i would say did he did he compare the unbanked to the percentage of people that use cash because like cash permissionlessly banks a lot of people i mean he lived like, in china so no one uses cash there but i mean like in terms of like the world on the percentage of the population, you know, that could use cash versus something else like cash is more effective at banking the world. The majority rather, of the world is. On I don't cash. know
0: about you, but I'd rather fucking KYC than use cash.
1: Yeah. Well, you, that's why you're an ETH Okay. And that's why you're a Bitcoiner. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you're looking, you're looking at this world where, uh, you know, every single large country is going to be uh, just trying to constrain and constrain their population and control their population. And, uh you're the I mean, fact it seems like why your does that make me that, ETH head? like
0: ethead has the same values of permissionlessness that you, you think bitcoin does
1: it definitely does not and it head. definitely does not have the same values of val uh verify and run your own hardware and it definitely yeah. doesn't have the same uh i would say uh what's the word uh just adversarial thinking um there's a lot of there's, oh, there's a, whatever a the lot narrative of self-aggrandizement
0: that Bitcoin thinks that it has, it doesn't actually have.
1: Okay. Well, despite that, I do think that freedom and open markets in the long run are more effective. And I mm-hmm. personally, again, based on what I can see from what all central banks are, are, central bank digital currencies are doing and central bankers are saying that they're focused on singularly payments. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they're not going to ship. They're going to try all this like weird stuff like airdrops they are going to try all this little thing. It's not going to really catch on unless they force their population to move to it. And then even still, why would other countries opt into it? Because Mm -hmm. they give up so much, they give up their monetary sovereignty. And, you know, there is the belt and road effort. And, uh, you know, some of those people might be required to use it, but even still, like, I just don't see the Chinese having a greater monetary effect than the existing dollar system. And they definitely don't offer a ton of advantages uh, in terms of in terms of good money. You know, mm. the, this thing is for sure going to like force you to spend it. It's uh, for sure not going to have a hard like a hard cap. It's for sure going to enable them to print as they need. Uh, so it's just like
0: there's all so the, many negatives things to things to in, in
1: contrast to Bitcoin and Ethereum and Dogecoin, if you will. Because you know, at least mm. Dogecoin you know, doesn't have some central planner that can decide to just print it out when they want. So, I mean, I just see these these central bank digital currencies alongside real cryptocurrencies, Mm -hmm. and they just can't compete. Again, like, where are they going to be? Like, okay, it's going to ship in 2022. All right, well, Bitcoin is going to be six months older and have six months longer to spread across the globe. Same with Ethereum, same with Dogecoin, same with, you know, fucking Tron and and Tether, which is way more dominant than any of this, Uh, CBDC stuff as it is
0: I would definitely agree that the rollout of CBDCs is just not going to happen except for China like every other country that's experimenting with CBDCs is just not going to do it They're they're going to find reasons to not do it and half of those reasons are going to be apathy China's going to do it China's absolutely going to do it and while we all think that like the United States regulators are like the final boss, it's actually going to be convincing people to not use the Chinese CBDC and instead use open permissionless payment rails like Bitcoin and Ethereum. That's, that's actually the, the challenge that we have. And all the U.S. regulators,
1: like I said, are just like making a big joke about themselves. So first of all, U.S. regulators are a joke. Mm-hmm. 99% of regulators are jokes, including Chinese regulators, so they will make mistakes. They're going to continue to make mistakes. And guess what doesn't make mistakes? The market. And Bitcoin. So. but a nation dude, I think, can
0: control the market. I
1: truly think that Tether is going to be, have a much, much bigger footprint than any CBDC ever gets. And that's Tether.
0: Tether in its current ever. form? Yeah. I mean,
1: Tether, as it is right now, is already pretty fucking dominant.
0: I I think you are underestimating what the Chinese CBDC can do. You should listen to the podcast comes
1: out a week from today. All right. I will. Um, Well, speaking of the Chinese, they uh, they forced out a lot of hash rate, a lot of Bitcoin hash rate. (laughs) Uh, I think it's a massive blunder. Again, speaking of uh, central planners fucking up, they had if they really wanted to attack the network. You keep the hash rate there and you take over the machines. You don't unplug them. You don't kick them out. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't kick out those businesses. So uh, Kazakhstan's over flooded. U.S. and Texas is taking as much as it can. And we're just seeing this uh, outflux of, of hash rate. And now we're starting to see that hash rate come online again. So, mm-hmm. you know, 180 X a hash drop all the way to around 90 X a hash. And now we're back up to 100 X a hash. Uh, curious if you've been following... Uh, What's been happening?
0: I've been, i mean, yeah, I've been following. Uh, maybe not to the nth degree, but that there's been an exodus out of China and started to reestablish it elsewhere. Um, I think we all, you, you, you and I are definitely in agreement that like any amount of Bitcoin adversarialness is a net negative over the long term. But um, like the the fact that this has actually happened, would you? Would you? If you could roll it back before China, the China made this ban and instead found a
1: world where China didn't make the ban, would you? Or would you actually say, like, this actually event is actually good for Bitcoin? Well, they're probably banning this because they're going to go all in on their CBDC, which is them fucking themselves. They had all the Yeah, hash but rate. I don't think that's
0: true, though, because they didn't ban Bitcoin. They just banned Bitcoin
1: mining. I yeah. think it was
0: an environmental concern.
1: Even more. Now they get to fuck themselves even harder. Great. They banned it in, in completely hydro areas, too. A lot of it is they just want to show that they're controlling the grid. That they get to choose what the grid does. And their province managers also want that. And they mm-hmm. want to make sure that their, you know, leaders see that they're in control.
0: Yeah. Well, it's probably good that they like that Bitcoin is gone with the volatility of the Chinese
1: regulators already. Like I mean, get the, it get that is, over with. Very, it is very good for Bitcoin. I mean, at the same time, you you get to see how anti-fragile Bitcoin is. Um mm-hmm. that you lose 50% of the hash rate. And this, the system is still functioning. Um, the system is still clearing blocks at a satisfactory level. Uh, I mean, it, it was actually pretty impressive. Yeah, and there now... Wasn't really, there wasn't really an attack on Bitcoin. That was, a, that was a peripheral event. Whatever. I mean, again, like Bitcoin is this thing that was in a fragile state, right? Like 60% of the hash rate is in China. It could have been, you know, let's, let's say attacked. And now, like, you know, there's this saying in Bitcoin that you, as long... You can... Sit along like Bitcoin can sit along the river long enough and and at some point it will see all of its enemies flow down the river dead like it just has to wait out people killing themselves. And I think that this is an example of the Chinese, the Communist Party, they had a position of power where they could have subdued an enemy to their sovereignty, an enemy to their cryptocurrency, an enemy to their world dominance, and they fucked it up. They fucked it up. And now it's going to be much harder for them to do it. And I'm sure they had a lot of ETH hash rate in there as well. I'm sure they had a lot of ETH in China. And what did they do with that? You know, some of the biggest Bitcoin miners are also massive ETH whales. So if you're bullish on Ethereum, China fucked up there too. So like, why are you bullish on their central bank digital currency? Like they're fucking up in the real markets that matter. They're actually going to compete. I think, well,
0: to go back to the central bank digital currency thing, like, I think you have to have, like, a really optimistic view of, like, generalized humanity to, to think that, like, humanity is going to give a fuck about the difference between the Bitcoin
1: or the central bank digital currency. People just want to get no, I, I think you'll just be poor if you don't use Bitcoin. Like, you're going to use principal shit money when the best money in the world is
0: available that you I can think, opt into. I to. think you are over-allocating how good Bitcoin is for poor
1: people. It's not that good for poor people. I mean, fiat and central bank controlled currency is even worse for them. It makes them identify themselves to get it, to get access to it. It it has massive permissions around it and it taxes them to the greatest degree. Most unbanked people are unbanked because their government fails to do so. It's a display of their government's incompetence while forcing that, you know, to be banked, to identify yourself as a, as a
0: Bitcoin, the 21 million hard cap is not going to do much for poor
1: people. How about that? Dude, you can buy one sat right now. And guess what? They can't get printed on. And they can do it from their wallet. What are you talking about? Why is it in? El- why why it takes time. Why it did the president decades. of El Salvador, decades for that to why be would true. the president of El Salvador, you know, open his arms up and say, we're going to do this? If he didn't a, already see progress. Those are super poor people. No, I don't, I don't think so. But he I does know. have Bitcoin.
0: I think that's a not 100% of the rationale, but like it could be, it could be
1: over 50%. You know, we see communities in El Salvador that are adopting Bitcoin. There's a lot of people who are being real can about see it. Communities you know, it's, all over it's the very... world that are adopting crypto punks, like whatever. All right. Well, I don't think crypto punks are money. So <laughs> unless you uh unless you don't quite grasp the value of money in the world, then uh I you know, I don't even know why. It's, you, like, it's uh, like one of those things it.
0: where like you can see, you can say like communities are X, are X adopting Y. It's like it's one of those things. Like I can go and find any sort of like like academic paper to prove anything. Like that, That's yeah. Okay. That's, that's An academic paper
1: is different than a nation state putting their skin in the game and making Bitcoin legal tender. It's not a in nation. Cities state. within.
0: It's a it's a guy who leads a nation state. And so, therefore, it's the nation state. But if we want to be clear about something, it's not like a whole country came together and
1: be like, "We love Bitcoin." It's a guy. Totally, no. Mm-hmm. It's it's a guy pushing things forward in his country with yep. after he saw it in in practice working. Was, and we're not talking about on Twitter. And we're not talking about we're not talking about academic papers. Ethereans are all about academic papers. Bitcoiners no. Ethereans
0: about... are not about academic papers. That's Cardano, bro. Etherians, okay. N- name one relevant academic paper that etherians like.
1: Um, I'm pretty sure that you talked about the academic okay, the paper one. about the, the Princeton. Uh, one. There, there's, there's a good. There's so one. it took me like three seconds. Fuck, okay. you're an idiot. Name name <laughs> another one. Um, I mean. A- what Vitalik himself writes tons of academic papers. Uh, there's tons of ac- academia within Ethereum all the time. Even this Justin fellow who comes onto your podcast and uh, yeah, who and just spills a ton of freaking propaganda and FUD against Bitcoin and how it actually works. Was the like, was the to FUD say that, oh, I'm paper. a researcher, I'm doing all this, like blah, 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 blah. We're theorizing that EIP 159 is going to do all these fantastic things. We're theorizing that proof of stake is going to do all these fantastic things. We're theorizing that ASIC resistance is this fantastic thing, you know, and guess what? Your research and your theories and practice, uh, a lot of times I've been falling flat, you know, like what has ASIC resistance done? It's just fucked up the GPU markets. It hasn't really even like prevented centralization in any meaningful way. You know, the real centralization factor has sure. always so sure been, been where electricity happens. The, the yeah. Chinese hash rate for Bitcoin was was four times as large as it was for Ethereum. I mean, ASICs in, uh, in China, they're being produced in China and now they're getting spilled across the world. So end result is now there's ASICs across the world and no one can make them very easily. Oh, wait, was that there's because nice it was centralized in China or wasn't centralized in China? I'm not sure. I mean, the real centralizing factor, which I was saying before you interrupted me, is where the resources are. So at least Bitcoin had a natural market Wait. that emerged that didn't interrupt other markets.
0: Did you get this from an academic paper or from a Bitcoin podcast?
1: Uh, that that the real limiting factor or centralizing factor for mining is natural resources? Yeah, that one. uh-huh. I mean, that that is the reality. I mean, Bitcoin podcast articles. What the community but not, is putting wait, out, not
0: academic papers.
1: I mean, dude, the, the what Bitcoin is doing is absolutely not being led by like academic papers, these are like community oriented practitioners who are putting out their thoughts and research out into the public. That's absolutely, I mean, and I'm not Do saying that that advantages? doesn't happen, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen within Ethereum, but <laughs> Ethereum is much more of a research driven, academia based project and it has a lot yeah, more self on though. models. It's and so it has appreciate. a lot more precedence on these, like, models of things. The thing where... is, like,
0: in, in Ethereum, we make fun of the same. we make we like, I am you making fun of other people make, who are talking about. Well, academia. yeah, like the, it, there's we, we, we just pass it down the line. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh.
1: So, but, yeah, there's there's this fractals of, mm-hmm. you know, how Bitcoin you are. So, sure. you know, obviously Cardano is less Bitcoin than Ethereum. Right. And Bi- Ethereum is less Bitcoin than right. Bitcoin. So, mis- you know, the in the Bitcoin using- ecosystem, you're you're just, you know, slightly less Bitcoin.
0: The mistake being using Bitcoin as the actual anchor of, of validity here.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's always been the crux of the podcast, right? <laughs> it has, is like, what's it the is, anchor? In right? it,
0: yeah, that's right. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so uh, before we punch each other in the face, let's talk about this infrastructure bill, because I think that we can uh, absolutely agree that oh, it's absolutely yeah. insane. Elizabeth Warren, my best friend. I mean, I hope you can speak to uh to the the progressives that think that uh open markets and crypto are bad for the world. Uh
0: no, like uh, Elizabeth Warren would have been like I, I joked on this on the the show like uh, a big 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 Bernie bro, bro and then after the he uh, well first off it was a big Yang guy ga- guy and then a big Bernie bro but Elizabeth would have been third. But no,
1: it was Bernie then Yang.
0: No, no, it was Yang then Bernie. Yang got kicked out first.
1: Yeah, but I was before that. You were Bernie bro. Oh yeah, before Yang was even a thing, I was a Bernie bro. So so yeah. first it was okay. Bernie. In 2016. I just known you that long. I yeah, just known yeah, you that right, long. Right. Yeah.
0: But in the most recent election, it was Yang, then Bernie. But Elizabeth would have been third. Is the whole point of this? And every single time that Elizabeth Warren opens her goddamn mouth about crypto, I just want to do things I shouldn't say. And it's very very frustrating. Um, but when she
1: opens her mouth about taxes.
0: I just live with it. I just deal with it. I just bend over and take it. She says some pretty evil things about taxes. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we don't have a tax and wealth distribution problem. So let's not pretend that Um, wealth should be taxed.
1: A wealth tax. I don't know about that. A wealth tax means that without any sort of realizing it, you're taking from people just because they live in your country.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that are suffering um they're suffering
1: because of the fiat system and like it's one of those things
0: where like i believe in the tax a new tax system that might include a wealth tax while simultaneously also believing in a new system that can actually like deliver that value which maybe is fucking naive so it's like one of those things where like i kind of have to subscribe to both and both never works
1: yeah okay so we're talking about elizabeth warren we're talking about the infrastructure bill you know it's not even worth talking about Elizabeth Warren because the real enemies here, at least the people who you know have actually put this language into it, is the is the Treasury mm-hmm. and the senator from Ohio. So oh, I forget gosh. his name, but they're the ones who effectively what they're trying to do is they're trying to pass a massive, I think it was a four trillion dollar infrastructure bill. Am I incorrect on that? What? How big know. is the infrastructure bill? I don't know. So, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Um, 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill. So that's about you know six. That's 60 percent of an Apple. So Apple's about a two trillion dollar company. Holy fuck! So they're they're gonna they they're gonna spend 60 percent of an Apple. I don't think they're gonna make 60 percent of Apple's value to the world. Out of that 1.2 trillion, they're claiming that they're gonna retrieve. Point. They're 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 claiming they're going to retrieve fifty two billion in taxes that they're going to find by you know Mm -hmm. cleaning up the system, and they're going to get thirty eight billion of that from crypto. (laughs) To do and and to do that, they are redefining everything as a broker, Mm -hmm. so that way they all you know a node, a miner, a staker, Mm -hmm. everything is a broker, and therefore everything has to. Report to the IRS, and that's how they're planning on collecting thirty-eight billion dollars over, I think, ten years. Over ten years, or something yeah. like that. I it's don't just even a bunch know. of
0: people who like didn't realize how large of a cohort the American crypto population is, who thought that they could just like get this political W by sneaking this in.
1: But no. But the thing is, it's like they're like it. The, the logic here, it doesn't even make sense. It's not even a drop in the bucket oh, yeah, of the total that, budget. That's, that's and then why on they top of that, that they you're could trying do to do this massive thing. And it, it doesn't, it's not like you're not even going to collect any real, like just print that dude. You're you do actually, that like every day or They're actually
0: <laughs> going to get less money by doing this bill because they're just going to like actually define the laws that people have to route around to avoid them. It's like, oh, you're yes. you're, you're going to tax me on anything I ever do. I guess I won't do anything.
1: And then Elizabeth Warren comes in and and tax your wealth that you never used (laughs) to trade. So it's a double whammy. They fucking tax your money that you're trading, even if it's B2B. And they, you know, like whatever. Um, Dude, you, you can't trust these government officials. All they're trying to say is your stuff is actually our stuff until it's all our stuff. Like more or less, the sovereign individual is like Mm -hmm. its employees that are just trying to continue to be employed and grow their budget. Like every organization, it just Mm -hmm. happens to be the organization that has a lot of monopolies. Uh, Happens so it's pretty unhealthy. Pretty unhealthy. That's why, to some degree, like monopoly on money printing, monopoly on a lot of things. I have to like monopoly on your on your health, apparently too. Monopoly on choosing how you what you do to your body. You know, there's a lot of monopolies apparently here, and this organization is just sucking in resources mm-hmm. and trying to mess with crypto.
0: And that's to some degree like why I do have to say like thank you to people like Jake Stravinsky for fighting this fight, but also just like it doesn't it doesn't matter like it's not going to go through. And even if it does go through, like there's going to be just enough of like a populist pushback from like inside the crypto where they'll just figure it out.
1: Like it's not going to. I don't gonna, know, man. You, know, that, you, know, I, you don't agree with that pacifist take? Well, to think that's not going to go through is going to be tough because this is like the, uh, one line in a massive bill that is like a foundational part of Biden's first term. You know, he's like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to pass a stimulus bill that's going to bring all these jobs back and save the planet, right? That's his thing. That's yeah. this. <laughs> like, we are literally, like, this is a massive elephant. And then someone's like, oh, let's just put crypto on the bottom of his foot while it's stampeding through, Right. right. like, This is a big. That's why I don't believe in it. It's like it was so up. It it was so trivially like put
0: in there that it can so
1: trivially be taken out again. Yeah, but the treasuries who put it in, and the treasury is Biden's administration. Yeah, they're trying to get as much of their agenda into this as they can. Yeah, we'll see. And Yellen does not like crypto. Yeah, no one likes no no. She's pushing and she's pushing a USD CBDC. And same with Jerome Powell. He started pushing that narrative as well. You know, the CBDC yeah, there's a reason for to them to attack crypto.
0: Yeah, no. That, well, that, that's Warren's angle apparently too, right? It's like she believes in the CBDC and so she wants to get crypto of course out
1: of they, Of course she does. Yeah. She wants a surveillance coin that she can tax everyone with. Of course she wants it. Mm-hmm. She wants to tax you more. I, what I would say to Warren is like, what percentage of your deficit is our entire GDP? And how have you not been able to deliver what you're promising with that? Like jesus christ how much do you need to spend to deliver anything
0: mm. yeah the problem is like people who want not make that point have already given up and they don't attend places that they could yell at elizabeth warren about that point. yeah
1: well thankfully crypto makes it easier for them to move to the bahamas or turks and caicos or wherever else has some better uh better yeah. laws
0: mm. that's
1: the. Whole, i mean again this whole point of the sovereign individual is you know these organizations just literally need to brain drain themselves in order to uh mm-hmm. to uh to, to find drop what her. they're doing, right? They're gonna brain drain themselves, man. The US, mm-hmm. the Europe, dude, Europe and Canada are brain draining themselves as we speak. Like, it's it's Australia, too. I mean, definitely Australia. It's what what is happening, like mm-hmm. we, these these populations like the best the best the brightest most mobile, the youngest most attractive they're gonna just, just gonna leave mm-hmm. they're gonna leave they yeah don't need it's, to it's steal with this bs too yeah I, for, I hope so for the young boy Bull, bullish I mean. on bullish on central america
0: yeah i think so is that is that the shelling point of, of places where people want to go or are you just saying well, because
1: of el salvador no, this is my take is the places that have like the best weather, most natural resources and the least competent governments have the most to gain. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with that. So South America, Central America mm-hmm. looking really good. Very incompetent governments. I've always wanted a property in Argentina. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, give argentina a little bit longer to completely crumble um and then maybe that's that's the next that's the next spot man you have some ties to argentina i do yeah So all right yeah let, let's uh, i've been ranting pretty hard here
0: all right guys you can follow the podcast at pov crypto pod you can follow me at trustless state both on twitter and
1: on bankless christian feeling ranty these days guys i don't like what i see out there so forgive me for not being chill but i think this is the time that we need to uh when you just start pulling, pointing out uh inconsistencies and we need to start standing up for uh for you know humanity in my opinion and what's right in in freedom uh and, and bitcoin and crypto is part of that so you know these central bankers and these politicians they're always gonna say it's for your own good we're, we're gonna help you trust us we need this power. We need to tell you what to do. We need to cax all your currency. We need to know exactly how much you have at any time. You need to use a currency that we control and no other. So that's not going to stop. So be vigilant out there. Follow me at snarks. Follow Bitcoin Magazine at Bitcoin Magazine. And then give us a 5 star reviews at POV CryptoPod. Only podcast that Bitcoiners and Ethereans listen to. Peace.
0: we